left off on a split. And up next, Corey tells us about something really fucking crazy. Here we go. Trying to decide which which realm of chaos I want to go into, and I think I'm going to settle with Kuroshimi uh, Chaos Remains. Yes. Yes. So, this is a um, Australian like jazz group or something to that effect. It kind of a kind of like Naked City back in the nineties. Um, where just like how John Zorn used to like fucking mix grind and um grinding shit into his jazz orchestrations um Kirishimi like definitely just went full tilt into chaos in this particular album and having gone back and listened to some of their older stuff like they definitely have been building up to this point with these different elements but this one in particular just really harkens back to Naked City in particular where I've heard some probably the nastiest like power violence bass like bass notes I've heard in ever (laughs) it's like it's so fucking good like it actually I don't think I've heard like suppression like used like as tasty of like these power violence bass notes as Kirishimi as dropped this album uh yeah, it's it's really fucking good because you, you'll have like these brief moments where it's just like under a minute just hits you like type power violence and then it'll go right back into just like this dissonant jazz type shit. And it's great because you just anytime you start kinda of, like, okay, maybe these drone these jazz pads passes are starting to drone on just a little too long, bam, you get hit with this like power violence or like noise rock type movements and it's just like whoa fuck okay this is this is bringing me back so it's very well balanced in how they approach chaos and it's just one of those things that it's just like I keep coming back to it it's well, I'm definitely going to make a point to, to go back to that album um, I was familiar with their self-titled album that came out in 2016 definitely really loved that one and I would say it was probably more like abstract uh, a little avant-garde in how it's arranged I'm seeing that this new one is only 30 minutes long the one I was talking about was over an hour long yeah uh, so so I they probably reined in their sound would you say there's a lot more um, structure to it maybe yes there, okay. there's definitely there's definitely more like because yeah i'm also familiar with the, the self-titled because i went back to it later and yeah it's not it's definitely more structured or at least as structured as you get with jazz i would say more than anything they probably have reined in like and know how to call the fat off a lot more if anything else because yeah this time around 
the longest track is like eight and a half minutes. Most of the time, you're looking at three minutes or less from the majority of the tracks on here. So yeah, you're getting a lot, a lot more condensed experience this time around, and I think it's better for it. Would you say it's more polished as well, maybe? Uh, because I'm thinking that I, I thought that I had this on my radar, but I can't remember if I ever listened to it or not. It's, I, polished is kind of like when you're dealing with very noisy elements, like polished is such a weird ass word. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. But I know what you're getting at. It's it's definitely more mature, I guess you could put it. It's like, at this point, this is definitely more of a group that's comfortable and kind of knows more what they're trying to do with their sound. And, yeah, it's... When they go into that, like, noise rock power violence mode, it's so fucking gnarly. It's just... Like I said, I can't help but keep bringing back uh, Naked City as a comparison because it's literally that that John Zorn take on on grind, basically. Like that's really what it boils down to. It's just taking that vision and just re- looking back at it again thirty years later and just hmm. changing it up that much more. So, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Definitely will. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. All right, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Okay. I got to talk about the only new thrash that matters. (laughs) (laughs) I was was wondering when you were going to bring this up. (laughs) That being Vulture from Germany. Uh, This one, uh, I would say, is maybe the whole thing isn't as fast as the other two albums, but it's definitely still really fucking catchy. And their singer sounds like A, a heavy metal gel Biafra, or B, Pyro from the X-Men. I I also get a little uh, Paul Bailoff in there. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's the, that's the comparison I should have said. Have I heard enough of them? My main input here is that the album art is fucking great. <laughs> Just looking yeah. it up right now, because uh, you probably know I'm not I'm not checking out a speed metal, fresh metal album. Uh, personally, they oh they yeah it's it it it's the, the entire vibe it's it's still the 80s it still sounds like you would hear it in a Jason movie or something. So the artwork goes along with that. They still, it still sounds like it was produced in 1987. I mean, they're the only one band that gets that sound to like do it correctly, and they're the only ones that are um, stayed on my radar at all. And uh, they're on Metal Blade too. So <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, if anything, I would love to see, um, oh, fuck, what's his name from Exodus, the guitarist? Uh, Gary Holt. 
Yes. I would love for Gary Holt to be locked in a room and listen to that album or that band nonstop for a while, just so you would understand that to not no longer write these fucking seven plus minute thrash albums or thrash album songs. <laughs> Like you're not a dream theater, dude. <laughs> and you know, uh, maybe record the tape or something, cause uh, I don't know. Don't, don't, that that style does not fit modern recording. It doesn't. Oh no, 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 not at all. You can't do that. There was another band from Germany. This is, um, Fenris played this band and this other band called Shafat back to back. They're both from. Germany, they both have that kind of 80 speed metal sound and like recorded it as such and it's great but but of course it sounds like that it's Fenris <laughs> but yeah that's that recommendation for me what's next next since you chose to go down the thrash path I'm gonna take advantage of one that I thought you might have mentioned by now but um haven't yet. I will probably both writing the recent release uh, hype on this, but I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm loving this album as a remarkable black and death metal album, and that is uh, Our Place of Worship is Silence with their new one. Ah, yes. Disavowed and left hopeless. And I have just two weeks straight now, nothing like I've listened to nothing else in the car. It's just hitting so perfectly. I'm well aware that this album probably would have been released in 2020 had 2020 not sucked ass. But really? They, yeah, yeah. I believe they've been sitting on this album for a little bit, um, and you know, just trying to release it at the, the most uh, ideal time, I suppose. So I, you can just tell it's. There's, like you say, with trim the fat, there's, there's, it is all very meticulously, like, trimmed, perfect balance of their signature, like, crazy, um, like, raw death metal, but there's just so much more dissonant atmosphere and, like, just blackened riffs in this, in this album that it, it feels like their, their sound is definitely like really strong on both ends of the spectrum here and where like I mentioned their their first couple of albums were pretty straight up death metal just pummeling hatred <laughs> and this is this has a lot more a lot more like just ebb and flow to it yeah, they've made it a lot more memorable and catchy without lightening up at all. Right. Still extremely dark. Just, you know, suffocating, hopeless, you know, hateful music. But, like you said, it's memorable. Catchy riffs. Vocals are very diverse in, you know, in his range. What he's able to do from just like a shouting at different... levels or whatever and to just deep growls as well. Oh, 
I've only managed to get one listen of this album in so far because this was one of those albums that I've been playing catch up on, and it. I think it came out like the same week the new Antediluvian came out, and I'm loving this one more because it's just just more memorable. And yeah, I would was say, yeah, definitely. Um, also, Fantasy came out the same day. <laughs> also, the the production on the Our Place of Worship album, I would say, is probably my favorite like album production I've heard as far as like a mix goes. I think they they hit that just right. Yeah, it, it sounds damn good. Right. More like the stage or some other things that came out the same day, because the drum sound on this is perfect. Yeah. Um, I think also the, the new Serpent Collins dropped on that same day. Yeah, and I didn't hear it until three days later. I actually didn't know, it, I didn't I actually didn't know it didn't drop anything. Right, I think that's kind of their modus operandi these days. People say they're one guy. I think it's yeah, I think maybe it is. <laughs> There's a lot of mystique, and that's what keeps it so fun. And you're always just like shocked. There's like a There's a new Serpent Column album it just, it just appeared, and it fucking rips. <laughs> I think like the thing I was talking one. about it was like, I wonder if he's also in Celeste and not telling anybody. <laughs> Alright, Corey, next up, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're all past our, like, halfway mark here. Yeah. Yes. Should be down to the last four or so. Yep. So, I'm actually going to sonically stay in the same realm as our place and bring up uh, Discant Vacuum E-Noise Transition. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, as I brought up earlier in the episode, I could give a shit less about the new Portal. Either album. (laughs) And mainly because this album exists. (laughs) Because this album does what Portal tried to do, it failed miserably at. And that is just creating a pure noise fucking hell death metal album like this this kid somehow has managed to do in a deck or about eight years what portal has failed to do in two decades <laughs> we got the small claims out here I love it um and they just it's not the most I don't want to say in comparison to like our place where they actually have like memorable riffs this isn't one of the most memorable albums in the world it's just you put this fucking thing on and for about 40 minutes or so you're just getting sonically pummeled the entire time but it's like you throughout it you have things that you can latch onto that, that kind of keep you 
at least somewhat centered during the experience. Definitely um, enjoyed this album. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's this is by no means like if you're if you're listening to this and you're only just now tipping your toes in this kind of style, like this is not the album to just jump into. <laughs> this is this is advanced level shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this sentient ruin in particular is still you know, they came under my radar about three, four years ago, you know around the same time when like OSDM like really blew the fuck up. And Sentient Ruin has somehow managed to remain like unwavering in their in their vision of putting out some of the most caustic or distant shit that I've heard, you know, in the past decade. So yeah, I definitely I definitely recommend this and I definitely recommend just going through Sentient Ruin's backlog if you have not done so at this point. For sure. They have a wide variety of what they what they deal with. I definitely admire them for that. But there's still like always a core to the to the aesthetic and the, the sound of it all. You know, they go from like noise grind to just like pummeling war metal, doom, like whatever. As long as it's just like dark and chaotic quality of sentient ruin yeah absolutely they're like they deal in the harsh shit (laughs) it's like sentient ruin has officially entered the rare the rare label um distinction that i have of where if i see that they put something out i'm going to immediately check it out and probably like it because very few labels seem to have that. Like Nerve Alter is one of those labels. Yep. And I Void Hainer is another. Mm-hmm. It's like those three labels. I just if I see them, I'm like I'm going to check this shit out immediately. They're not 100 percent by any means with with me. I'll, every now and again, something will, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling this, but. They've had enough of a track record at this point that I'm like, I'm going to at least give whatever they release a hard chance. Yeah, some of it's going to be an acquired taste, but you'll find something. Exactly. I would just like to say, like, with this this 10th album and just speaking to it as ge- in general, maybe it's just me personally, but I've noticed just a lot more bands playing with uh, just industrial nuance uh, in, in extreme metal in the extreme metal world um, this year I, I would say more specifically than than ever last yep. year too yeah it just keeps growing and it's great I'm just getting I'm getting into it myself um, now if uh, now if bands would just tap into uh, Soul of a New, new Machine Bar. <laughs> Which, you, 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 cut, you, you see it a little bit, but not quite. I don't know if that sound is that hard to duplicate. I never tried, but I, I, I think we'll get there at some point, because 
most of the bands tapping into that, they're definitely more underground. They just grew up listening to like ministry and stuff like that, and we're like, well, let's try adding this to it. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely working out for a lot. Enjoyed uh, a lot of those. Fonge had that two-song album. That's crazy. Oh yeah, another one where like both songs are like what fifteen minutes a piece or some shit. Yeah, and yeah. and and again, it's like they don't really buckle under their own weight. They're just. You just put it on and you just vibe out to it. So, um, okay. What am I? <laughs> All right. Oh, here's another uh, Death Metal John for you. Logistic Slaughter. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that one. I think that one's going to land on a list for me as well. But there's just nothing else that sounds like it besides... Let's say that that has the definite Thetas um, <laughs> similarities, but there's no Thetas record this year. So it's like they're <laughs> from the West Coast, but they sound like they could be from the East Coast. True. They sound like they could be from NYC, and the twist and just the twist they have on that, it's like you know, it's hard to find dissonant brands that are also brutal. And this band is just like equally dissonant and brutal at the same time. Yeah. And just they're weird. They're riffs, you know, they're the the fucking structure and time signatures of it all is just weird. It doesn't make any sense. It's very close to just being you know, it's mathy. It's it's mathy at its kinda core, but so brutal. I definitely enjoy the shit out of that album. It's like something tells you to do a death record, and they're probably expecting like hyper blasting and not really like that. No. It's you get a little bit of that, but like it goes everywhere. It goes everywhere and it grooves all day long. Yes. <laughs> like, that might be one of those shows where they're just moshing the entire time. Oh yeah. I've seen them once actually, and they were fucking awesome. Their vocalist oh. is super nuts. <laughs> I hope they can come over here uh, well hope they can come over here eventually <laughs> yes the album is called the uh, see me not remembering the names of anything it's just I it have happens. this long ass playlist and <laughs> I just put it on it's uh lower the forms of life oh. it's uh lower forms of lower life lower forms of life there we go. Alright, on to some more Brutal Death Metal. Y'all knew we were going to have to talk about it. It's got Paulo and his most, in my opinion, Boy. insane vocal uh, output fucking ever. And we're talking about Undeciphered. Yes. With uh, Beneath the Gentle Smile is the album name. It- yeah, this, oh, this album. I've listened to this one million times this year. <laughs> Featuring another young in-demand drummer. Exactly. You got Nikhil Tallwalker on the drums, the prodigy of Brutal Death Metal by way of I played YouTube. everything on this. 
and he... Not on this. You're thinking of anal stab wounds. Anal stab wounds. <laughs> yeah. No, on this, it's him doing the drums, and then you've got Oscar, who's like in a thousand other bands, like esophageal and molecular fragmentation, septicemia. I could go on for days. He's on. He's on a, a handful of like new standard elite bands um, from Spain. Oscar doing the guitars and bass, and then you've got Paulo doing the vocals in New York. So this is a true international just like project and yep. they came up with the most potent brutal death metal anyone's heard in a very long time. And definitely honored to put this out on tape just last month uh, with Lifeless Chasm. So here's that plug. Still a few tapes left in the store and you're gonna wish you had one here in 10 years. So don't sleep. Don't sleep. The shit rips. And like I said, Paula's vocals, unbelievable. Unbelievable how they are, they're mixed in, just the, the length, the length that he went to produce these fucking grotesque sounds, um, all while singing about the lovely and famous Edmund Kemper. So it's a concept album as well. Brutal Death Metal can still have a good concept album. Very cool. It's probably one of the catchiest uh, brutal death metal records this year. Absolutely, absolutely, like the most refreshing. Somehow, I, I you know, kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what it is, but it's just like you just brought all the right pieces together with the right sound, and it's just it's all right. It's great. Yep, everything hits at the right moment. And there's plenty of brutal bands that don't get that lucky. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, let's see. Going a little bit more hardcore this route, but still kind of in very much in the noisy realm. My next pick is Intercourse's Rule 36. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. New Intercourse. It's... Uh, not really breaking the, the formula any with them, but it's like they've tightened up their sound the the past two years, and it just it's it's just hitting right. It's remembering how they were like live a couple years ago and listening to this record now. It's just like yes, yes, like this is definitely like tapping into their live energy more, and it's. Um, and also they kind of like they're they're throwing in like these little bit more technical um, elements that kind of remind me of the uh, Canadian band The Great Sabatini. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely like one of those albums that just once it came out, it just grabbed hold and hasn't let go since. So. And that's coming from a year that's actually been pretty good for hardcore. There's been um, Slant from South Korea. There's been uh, Third Face. Yeah. Um, Nashville. Um, all of those bands have been putting out really good hardcore albums this year, but this one just edges it out just the tiniest bit with just 
that little extra oomph. And that's all I got to say. Um, sticking in sort of the hardcore uh, vein, but a bit more uh, screamo. Portrayal of guilt with We Are Always Alone. That... This, this has been a grower for me. It's been good. It was kind of like that for me, too, actually. Although, um, it helps that they have been releasing singles from it since late last year. So, I had heard, like, half of it at the time. And so, by the time it got to, like, May, it was one of my favorite things they, uh, that had come out. And actually, it's not even the only album they're putting out this year, because they just announced another one. Yes, they did. Yes, they're, they're, they're very, very busy. But yeah, this particular thing is my favorite because, um, like, they've had a little bit of a black metal atmosphere, just kind of, um, each release, there's been a little bit more of it. So this one has been, like, the most black metal atmosphere so far, and it certainly helps that the vocals are just pure, like, prime ring race vocals. I need to check that one out. I'm curious. Uh, I mean, I obviously enjoyed the Sugar Wounds enough to mention it. Would you say I would enjoy this in a oh, okay. similar way? Like, like much the, harsher. Uh, much harsher. Okay. Yeah. Also, they have the perfect drum production for this sound. That's always good. I I, That's I, I have to bring that up because no one else in like the very few in the core realm have a decent drum sound these days i have to bring it up they have they sound like this is actually probably my favorite production of 2021 honestly hell yeah well then i think i'll go towards i mean i mentioned our place of worship was was a really good production but you can never ever go wrong with Colin Marston. So I'm about to talk about a Colin Marston album. Oh, here we go. That of course he played in. It's almost an annual thing to mention Kralis and their latest output as being the most quality in in progressive black metal realms. And we're talking about Demonic Wealth, the album that came out was pretty early this year, wasn't it? Wasn't it like April? Yeah, I think so. But, yep, it's it's Kralis at their most synth-driven. It was actually March 5th when it came out. Okay, okay, okay. But, 52 minutes of ambient black metal, and it, it's just, it rules every time. Every time I'm, I'm, I'm pressing play on it, I'm in it for the whole... The whole experience it's pretty cosmic it's it's different i guess than definitely different than the last crown output that was almost more like progressive death metal um this one it's it's amazing keep coming back to it yeah this one's been a bit of a grower for me but i'm liking it I actually couldn't get into this particular one, but I again I think this is part of 
where I've noticed my tastes have kind of changed the last couple years, and particularly with how I'm listening to stuff. Like, I think if this album had come out two years ago, it probably would have clicked with me a lot more. Um, but, again, when I'm in the car, you know, eight hours out of the day, and I'm in and out of it, like, every 10, 15 minutes, it's kind of hard for me to settle into a 50-plus minute album, yeah. especially one that kind of requires you just to kind of just sit and just vibe with it the entire time so it's unfortunately it's just been one of those albums that just didn't really hasn't really been able to click with me and that I think it's just because how I approach music this year has been way different than years past for sure I would say this one like takes a little bit um, from what they did on Go Be Forgotten in 2017 a little bit more of the just like really distant tremolo riffing and letting the letting the uh the synths do a lot of the the work and whatnot so it's definitely a really textured album that you want to sit and focus with with you know decent headphones and stuff but like i said it doesn't make sense at all where it came from because mass cathexis last year was like not like this at all <laughs> so yeah. they they just have completely different sides of of their their coins but they're always they're always great and i believe yeah this demonic wealth was all the vocals were handled by mick Barr. all so, right yeah yeah so oh and it was all composed performed everything in isolation like remotely so this is, mm-hmm. this is what you get when you got Kralis at their their most, you know, isolated, I guess. Yeah. I probably, uh... I probably gravitate more towards stuff like Mask of Texas and Yig Her. <laughs> but... Yeah. A lot more of the, like, guitar-driven definitely progressive Alright, since Corey brought up Boldy James earlier uh, with rap, it's my turn to bring up a rap album. And this one, if Boldy and Alchemist, you know, brought up the, you know, the mafia rap, as it were, this is, this is rap if it's brought to you with the full force of a cudgel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is back X wash. I lie here buried with my rings in my dresses. Ah, yes. This, okay, so I found out about her last year with her fantastic God has nothing to do with this, leave him out of it. Great fucking album. It's not on streaming because of, um, uncleared samples and bullshit. This album is on streaming. And that album was on streaming at one point, though, so I guess it got taken down. It was, and I think I think she was okay until um, that album was uh, nominated for some Canadian uh, music award, and then oh. at that point, 
it was like, oh, wait, you have all these samples on your album that aren't actually cleared, so... Yeah, we're gonna kind of like legally come at you for that, and she's like, "Yeah, no, I'm just gonna take the album down." Wow. So, but like I said, that album was fantastic. This album takes what she did on that one and just ups it. And I, I literally cannot get enough of this album because the title track. Um, she has, uh, hold on, I'm looking, um, she has uh, a guest vocalist from, by the name of Ada Rook on there, and Ada does this, like, fucking insane screamy shit on there that just, for the chorus, and it just, it works, it's just, Vinny, Vinny Paz needs to actually listen to this fucking record, assuming that he can, you know, get past that she's a trans rapper, <laughs> and actually take note of how well she's incorporating metal influence, because, yeah, Vinny needs to take a few lessons from this. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen that album talked about quite a lot in her uh, Twitter pops up on my, my feed frequently, I suppose, following up metal people that are also into the blend that she's put out, so I need to check that out. I pretty much recommend this to anyone who's into, like, City Morgue or Ghostman. This is, like, that stuff taken to its logical, most extreme conclusion. It ain't even better is, um, if you're into the very first, uh, Death Grips album, Ex-Military. If you're into that one, you're gonna like what she's doing. Right. Especially if that's the only one you like. Yes, like me. <laughs> okay. Um, Done yet or not? No, okay. So, I, wait, do I have one left or two? I'm losing track. I think two left. I have two left. Okay. So for my second to last, my second to last, we're gonna go like way off. Floho, Phantom Feelings. I spoke on this earlier. This is the Russian Doomer music you hear about sometimes, where it just totally sounds like. 1985 new wave in Russian and um Moshet Doma you may have heard of them they're kind of like that except this guy's voice is way cooler it's like super deep voice this guy like, <laughs> like it sounds like he's been like I don't know smoking a lot of cigarettes or something it's just insane but it, it's entirely too catchy, and the entire thing has gotten stuck in my head for months and months. Go. You said it was Ploho? Yes, P-L-O-H-O. They're like one of the only bands that actually has their band name in English letters and their album name in English letters. Artifact, what are they? 
are in Russian. <laughs> yes, exactly. Of course. I found yeah, it on Artifacts put it out. Which is weird, because they put out all this goth post-punk stuff, but then they put out Cloud Rat. Huh. I love that label. Yeah. <laughs> Which, considering, considering latest, some of the latest Cloud Rat stuff, that actually makes sense now. Yeah, the, the EP that came out along with um, um, uh, Don't Let Me Off the Cliff? Yeah. <laughs> totally. But yeah, that's my second to last one. Well, that sounds super wild. I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, and then my second to last one is one from, again, earlier this year. Making sure it doesn't go forgotten, and that is Ad Nauseam. With, uh, what's the title here? Imperative Imperceptible Impulse. Mm. This is, you know, this is your pure avant-garde tech death, like Gorguts at its most insane. So, quite, quite enthralled with this, even though it is almost an hour long, very dense very challenging but these guys know how to make like every every song has that have, have those exciting moments beautiful long death metal album that remarkably like intelligent This really reminded me of Ulcerate. Like, new Ulcerate. Totally. Yeah. yeah so, like if you're into that. Yeah. And also, again, probably in the conversation for some of the best audio production of the year. Yeah, I, I actually will agree with that. Oh, that's me. Sorry, I was uh, going through tabs. Um, Alright, so for my last one, because it wouldn't be me at this point if I didn't bring up a country album. <laughs> no! Let's go! <laughs> and... Probably an even bigger shocker, particularly to Corey. This is not a Sturgill Simpson album. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. <laughs> um, for me, this is actually uh, some local boys. Uh, this is Tucker Rickleman and the Cheap Dates, and the album's called Alive and Dying Fast. So this is not a like traditional, traditional country album per se there's punk elements to it um the closest i could probably compare this to another more well-known um country artist is uh sarah shook and the disarmers it's like it's not exactly the same vibe but it's pretty similar um for me, this this album is like one because it's local. I can 
connect with the album very well. Um, but considering too that like a lot of the themes deal with mental health, substance abuse, and and shit, and just that's been something that I've been dealing with a lot this year. This album has just really been cathartic, like kind of in a way like how Man's Gin um, Smiling Dogs was for me a decade ago. It's it's just yeah, it just hits at that level. It's like it's not an album that I can actually put on all the time because when it does it's like it it hits heavy. Like particularly songs like um Void and Wildcard where they just they're they just deal with you know, bad life decisions and depression and shit. It's just like you're just like fuck. Like this is all right. Here we go. This this the rabbit hole I'm going down. But it's because they they're you know from West Virginia. They're not on like a major label or anything. I know a lot of people don't outside of my immediate area don't know them that particularly well. So I'm I'm always gonna give these guys a shout out because it's like they they craft good shit. I'm not checking that out. Yeah, it's if in case it's like you're worried, like you know, is this gonna be like some like you know, '90s like my my tractor sexy type like oh god, <laughs> yeah. bullshit. This ain't it. <laughs> the thing where the one guy just put ten current songs together, and played them on top of each other, and they were exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna see this shit like being silly uh, Ford commercials anytime soon. <laughs> it is not lifted Dodge Ram truck music. <laughs> no, and that, especially with the fact that, yeah, like politically, at least two of the three members, because. I only know two of the three of them um, are definitely more left leaning with their with their politics. Like, yeah, you're you're not you're not getting any sort of pro anything that a lot of mainstream countries for. So, yeah, definitely good shit to check out. Sounds refreshing. Alright, so, my last one, I was kind of trying to figure out what the last one should be, but uh, I gotta talk about this one, because people still don't know about it, and that is, oh, shit, wait, no, I gotta get this damn title, Um, it's funny, they actually just released a split, which I picked up, but uh, uh, I split with a band called Cosmic Reef Temple, I still haven't listened to it yet, actually. But the album I'm talking about is Bushmeat by Dipkus. I was wondering when you were going to bring this up. (laughs) G-U-S. People don't know about this. Still don't know about this band yet. It is is the best caveman death there is. Honestly. (laughs) I mean, none of it's on streaming, so people aren't going to know about it. But if you just go to the band camp, there's two albums on there. 
Um, this album, it's like I don't know what to say. It's the best caveman death there is to me. But uh, some parts remind me of Carcass, old Carcass. Um, you know, I was gonna say, I was gonna say this. This is probably the best one of the best bands that like really tapped into the Impetigo Razorback like late 90s early 2000s Razorback records vibe like they 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 really tapped into that shit and I just checked or I just looked them up on Apple Music and this album is on streaming now so that means it's on Spotify too I'm sure okay actually let me check cause what I'm noticing is there is stuff that is. Oh, oh damn! Look at that! Oh wow! Okay, it is up. Oh what? look at that! What? Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh shit! That just whoa! <laughs> so you understand? I've been using local files for that for all year. I've just I put it in local files and press download. That's how I was listening to it wherever I go, basically. Yep. And now I don't have to do that with that particular album. Now, if they could just get the first one up, it's just as good. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, that is... Oh, that is some news. That is some great news, okay? All right. Well, I'm definitely going to check that one out. I've yeah, seen the name I'm around. Not... It looks ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. I'm, I'm getting... sending that to everybody now. It's, <laughs> it's getting, like, plugged like, everywhere, dude. Well, then I'll finish like, up... track... Wow, one from track four, it is just banger after banger after banger. I, I can't even. <laughs> just, yeah, get on that, everybody. Oh, don't worry. I've already put that on my story. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to follow up with the one I've been plugging for everybody for the last, like, five months. Um, this is my current album of the year that I've. You know, I'm, I'm not taking it too seriously as far as the list I'm keeping, but I, I don't see this getting beat as far as just like the way my personal tastes are are satisfied with every single element of every single song that is on this album. And the album I'm talking about is Nullitus, Nullitus? Uh, by A Causal Intrusion. And that was released back in May on iVoid Hanger Records. Yeah. Also has some of the most wicked album art of the year. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a beast of an album. It's by two dudes, um, I believe, in different parts of the United States. Um, Corey, you would know the drummer from Boiled Tongue and Uzumaki and a million other projects. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm just blinking at first, like, wait, I'm, I'm Void Hander. How the fuck did I miss this? Then all of a sudden I look like, oh, that dude, yes. I, yes. Yeah, I don't think I let you miss this one. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't. No, no you didn't. Yeah. I've been, <laughs> I've been a couple of times. Loved it. Yeah, I heard like one single and then just decided to pre order the vinyl, and it's been probably my best decision of the year. Um, it, is, it has been a frequent played um, and it just the music is fucking everything it has just the crazy creepy ambient bits that morph into completely discordant 
dis dissonant black metal, um, and the drumming is completely just like raw. It sounds like grindcore drumming. This is the album that it reminds me the most of, of course, is the uh, uh, All Idols Fall Before the Hammer by Adversarial. Love that album. Just like brutal blackened riffs over like grindcore blasting with the like a pink snare almost. It's, it's perfect, uh, you know. You know, as far as just like what I'm looking for in music, I want this, you know, like exciting songwriting. The songs all go very different places, but it is still dark and brutal and just instrumentally like honest and pure all the way through. Um, I'm not even entirely sure what the whole concept of the album really is, but it is deranged and extreme chaos. I recommend it to, to anybody and everybody. It totally caught me off guard. It's their debut album from this duo. And they fucking they just hit all the right all the right spots. It especially with the fact that Boiled Tongue has definitely been one of my favorite like noise grind uh, bands in a minute. Like that that really did catch me off guard hearing him like doing more you know death metal black metal stuff for sure and also like because of this it made me go back on I Void Hainer because I haven't been on there in a minute and realized that I've like been out of the loop with like six albums oh. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not constantly checking them, you're going to miss like six things. I think, um, what was the other thing I thought they put out? Oh, boy. Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't know if it was them. It was like, between them and, them and Dark Descent, you've got to check constantly. <laughs> yeah, I think this last week when they had Brand Camp Fridays, they dropped like four different albums or some shit, so, or at least announced them, so... I need to catch up on all that as well. I, I gotta go look at that now, actually. I, like, I didn't do very much on Bandcamp Friday except for, like, Matsunaga was right. Shout out to Matsunaga was right! And, uh, <laughs> our piece of worship. So. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm not, I'm not letting, repair, so. I'm not letting a causal intrusion get buried in their high void hanger quality uh, offering. Because it's just like little gem, absolute diamond in the rough that I just was not expecting, and it's perfect, so I'll keep, I'll keep, keep harping on that for the next four or five months probably. Welcome. And if you ever have a lot of time to kill, go to their uh, Metallum page and go to the members page and look up every band the drummer was in. Uh, yeah, nobody he's, has that much time. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's got a wide range, too. Um, there's that Occult album that's about to be released on Everlasting Spew, and he's in that with hmm. Justin from Father Be Fouled. Looking forward to that. He's, wow. yeah, he's in so many different things. They're all relatively, like, you know, raw death metal or grindcore or something, but... 
It's a lot in there. And Putrefying Cadaverment. That one's brutal as hell. Mm. Yeah, he's in way too much. <laughs> Drummers are hard to find, man. Yeah. So, okay, we've all uh, given 10. Let's talk about what still has yet to come out this year. For me, I am really looking forward to uh, the new Antichrist Siege Machine when that drops here in October. Oh, they have one. Okay, I gotta put that on the list. I didn't know they had one coming out. Yeah, more, right? Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's... I've only heard one one track off of it so far, uh, but, yeah, it's it's hitting all the right, like, you know, bestial war metal uh, buttons in... Not really surprising considering that the vocalist guitarist is like full on into Warhammer 40k. <laughs> like that's all the stories are. It's awesome. Wow. <laughs> all right. Sick. Anymore. Uh, I know there was another one that I was kind of hyping on, and all of a sudden I blanked on because you know that's all my break is. Oh, I just thought of one. We've got Sunless coming out with a new album at the end of October that is going to be magnificent. That's right, that's right. I've been stoked for them to follow up their debut. Their debut I considered absolutely perfect. Um, <laughs> and I think they can do it again. So this is going to be something I'm definitely looking forward to. Pre-ordered that one. Um, Frontier has one coming. I think also in October. Yes. That's um, already... I mean, apparently they recorded all three of them around the time Dated Unloved. So, I don't know how much different this is going to be. Probably not much different from that single, but that single was brutal. And, you know. <laughs> so, I will expect that to be amazing. We'll see how much of an endurance test it is compared to Unloved. <laughs> um, also, Succumb have one coming. Yes, I was about to mention that. That one is going to be great. Looking forward to it. Also, one that I was not expecting at all, but I'm honestly so stoked to check out is the new Aeon album. Oh, we're getting a new Aeon album in, in 2021, in like mid-October. On Metal Blade. I didn't even know they were still a band. But yeah, literally the most, the most satanic Swedish death metal band to ever walk is back. Wow. I was always a stubborn death metal fan coming up and was, was way into Aeon and was definitely way not into Deicide, so um, they, <laughs> they were my, my, my cringy satanic death metal fix, more so. It's weird because, um, what was it? Dan Swan was it Dan Swano that had that band um oh no well I'm drawing a bank on their name damn but Dan Swano had a band that kind of sounded like DSI oh fuck 
fuck. I can't remember that either. I think their album was called Christ Insanity. They had three, though. Right, you're, you're making me have to dig up, uh... Uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can find it first. Come on, Mattel. <laughs> We're all looking at it right now. Because <laughs> initially I was thinking uh, Bloodbath, but then you mentioned the album title. Like, wait, no, that's not it. Yeah. Because I think I think he was the only one in the band. Like, he was doing the vocals also. So, like, I was right now. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I give up. Can't find this shit. I'm 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 sure I can. I'll figure it out and mention it in the outro somewhere. But yeah, that should be fun. I already talked about Portrayal of Guilt having one coming out. One I'm surprisingly kind of looking forward to uh, is Carcass. Ooh. I I'm holding out skeptical hope on that because. After after that EP where there was only one good track on it, I I I wasn't really holding out a whole lot of faith that Carcass was gonna you know you know their first their their first full length after you know fully coming back was you know serviceable. Yeah, the EP sucked. I'm sorry, anyone that's like diehard into that one yet. Yeah, no, there was one good song on that fucking thing, and the rest is <laughs> <was> crap. <laughs> I agree. This is ironic. Me and Erwin uh, were just talking about this new album this morning. Erwin uh, from Lifeless Chasm. Oh. And I, I was mainly making fun of just the, the album cover. <laughs> I don't like the album yeah, cover that, at that all. Is, is yeah. I'm, well, actually, no. Both singles had that cover, so yeah, it probably is. That th- th- those singles that uh, were pretty good to me, honestly, and uh, I was surprised I liked them at all. But yeah, I kind of did. It was kind of like this um, halfway between uh, artwork and necroticism, which is all they're gonna do now, obviously. But I don't know. It kind of worked, so I'm gonna give it a shot and. What'll probably happen is I won't listen to it again after two times, but we'll see. I'll probably I was gonna say, Corey, the, <laughs> looking looking back at the artwork, the first band that actually comes to mind is uh, Bleeding Through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. <laughs> so actually, Anal Nothrak should have that cover. Exactly. <laughs> You know, when they release, like, the, the ninth album that, like, uh, redoes Passion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually looking through my, my Bandcamp wish list to try to figure out uh, what stuff was still in pre-order. And I actually forgot for a second that uh, Replicant has... Oh, yes. coming out soon. oh my God. I didn't forget that. Me too. Shit. When's the date? Actually, that is supposed to come out September 10th. Four days. We're pretty close. 
So that's on, um, oh, what's the label? Damn it. Transcending Obscurity. That's it. I don't know why I know these things, but I do. <laughs> oh, and I don't know if it's coming out this year, um, but Zealot Ardor have released two singles for so far for an upcoming full length. I think that's coming out in 2022, and so far this is their best material to date. Alright. Yeah, in considering I was hyping them up pretty hard last year after just finding them, um, yeah, they're they just keep building on the formula and getting better at it. Something else I just noticed was still in pre-order, the Teeth album, Finite. Ooh, oh yeah, I forgot about that too. Might be an EP, it's five songs. Huh. But yeah, definitely trying to check that out. It says, uh... Okay, actually that comes out Friday too. <laughs> it... Maybe, who knows, maybe by the end of the year, the, that, <laughs> what I was bitching about earlier with Ixius, maybe, maybe that full lake will finally come out by the end of the year. I'm not holding my breath. I feel like that's going to come around about the time uh, COVID goes away. Ha! It'll probably still come <laughs> yeah, up exactly. before the 7H Target record. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, me neither. You'll see I, one thing about it of the year, but I, we were also supposed to get a new malignancy record this year, but that has not even been. What? Well, I, I would say, I would say, Seven H just posted like something in their stories, like they're actually in, like actually in the studio. They were in the studio the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have their own studio. <laughs> Well, um, at least we know uh, they're taking their time to yeah. uh, make sure it's like... But it is hard to write that stuff. So, it is hard. Um, full of Hell. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Full of Hell, October 1st. That's gonna that one's going to be interesting. It's especially when they, 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 they're pulling a bit of a napalm death there with more of the noise rock shit. Yeah, that's true. Also, Finn has a four-way split coming out at the end of the month. But who else is on it? Oh, wait, oh, wait, okay. Uh, Finn, Wallowing, Slabdragger, and Vixen Maw. Okay, I know two of them. I oh, I know two of them. I know Vixen Maw and Wallowing. I don't know Slabdragger. Yeah, that's what's on my radar, too. And... There's something here that pre-order that is not yet. No, that's all I got, unless uh, someone else announces something in the next two days. I mean... I, have one I feel like I'm forgetting something. But... I have one that's on my radar that I know is not on your radar, because... Nobody knows that it's coming exactly yet. Um, 
Are you at liberty to speak on it? I am at liberty to, to drop some hints about what's what's coming, and it's mainly the only reason I don't want to say anything is because it's hard to schedule anything in these times. Um, uh-huh. I, I could also see it potentially pushing into 2022, but we're going to try to keep it, or try and get it out in 2021. Lifeless Chasm is working with the uh, inimitable Mick Barr uh, to release pa- uh, the palsied length. Um, I don't know if you checked out the Palsy promo uh, material that he dropped. It was kind of a under-the-radar little two-song promo that he just threw on Bandcamp. Really? And uh, that that one sounded a lot like Brodekin, definitely brutal death metal sound. Um, but then we kind of reached out to him with that in mind, and he talked about how he's got like, six more songs, and and he's ready to put them out on an album. And this album doesn't sound specifically like that brand of brutal death metal. It goes back more to your Florida death metal and kind of the pestilence stuff that we were talking about a little bit earlier. But also wow. still extremely like prowless, brutal in a, in a way. Yeah, it's, it's a very very awesome death metal album that I'm already listening to way too much. Um, but we got the album art figured out for that one and just working on the behind the scenes details. Oh, that, um, you'll have to link me that, but that actually reminded me. Charnel Grounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. They dropped two, they dropped two singles. They're full, wait, no, there is a full length coming out, right? Well, yeah, what they dropped was a promo, I thought. Yeah, that's a, it's like a, it was a, a single slash promo for an upcoming full length, which I don't know if that's coming out this year or next year, but yeah, that, that sounded good. Definitely. Also, totally dug the fact that they co- straight up covered uh, New York hardcore with the the Youth of Today cover, right? <laughs> I I wish more death metal bands would do that shit. But now that I think about it, I think that that right there is pretty much it as far as shit on my immediate re- radar. But I'm sure here in the next four months, things are going to surprise me. And we'll see if anything rattles my uh, my my year end list. Yeah. Um, I definitely think uh, Frontier and Full of Hell could end up in there. I don't know how high, but uh, very likely. Um, yeah, yeah, that's about all I can think of at this moment. Though so, I'm sure with the rate stuff's getting announced, something will be announced tomorrow. There's still the other half of that West Side Gun record. <laughs> So yeah, this has been Face for Radio. Uh, thank you to Cody and to Corey for joining me. Thanks for having us back on. Feels pretty cool to be on, not for the first time on a podcast. It's my first time not being a first time. 
<laughs> in my first time, not for a second time. So, you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Always fun to be on. Hell yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, fellas. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. man. Be safe. See ya. Later. Thanks again to Corey and Cody for uh, coming on and shooting the shit about tunes with me. That was part two. Please look up all that stuff. By the way, that dance on band was infested. One word. <laughs> you can find Cody at Wired Opposite on Instagram and also his tape label, Lifeless Chasm. Check them out. They're dropping all kinds of shit lately. I just got the Artificial Brain album, Infrared Horizon, from them. Long overdue, too, honestly. Missed the vinyl. Um, yeah. This has been Face for Radio. And I've been a mess of... <laughs> Zero spun, zero rots, and zero on twat twer. That's two V's instead of W. Zero worlds is bumbaclot, zero on Instagram. Two V's instead of W again. There you are, and there I am. I don't know when you're going to hear from me again on this bloody thing. But hey, we'll see. Uh, yeah, talk to you later.